Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Talking Two Tone. I'm Tyler Whipple. I'm joined by my good friend and Titan enthusiast Asher Roddy. Um, let's get right into it, Asher. You know, we want to discuss what the rumor is going around the Twitterverse. Uh, the Titans possibly looking up, looking to move the number one pick. W- what's your thoughts on that? Um, I love it. I love the idea of it. Rand's coming in here, guns are blazing. Um, oh God, my hair. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it one bit if we got it for the right price. And also, you know, there are a lot of things we could do with it. We could use it as leverage. Um, but uh, what it what I think it would look like is uh, I would like to trade for the number one overall pick, overall pick, and I'd love to have the option to be kind of, you know, of an, of an ass with it. I would call Houston at number two and be like, hey, who's your guy? Who, who do you want? Ooh la la, look what I have. You know, I have the number one overall pick. I would trade our first rounder this year. Um, I would trade a probably – I would trade a first rounder this year, a first rounder next year, um, and a second rounder in 2024. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice haul there. Um, a first, a first, and a second in the following year would be – it would be a nice haul. I think – to move up to get to the Bears, the Bears need more picks than that. So I'm gonna assume they would they'd definitely be interested in our first at eleven. Um, but if, if we're moving up to get a top guy, I don't know if they're really that interested in our first and second moving forward because it may not be a great pick. Um, I would imagine they'd want a bigger haul than that, um, in my opinion, because um if we get a stud quarterback, well, we all know injuries withheld. The last two years have really had this team back, and Ryan Tannehill's problems in the playoffs has been well documented. But um, if if you look at our team and how it's constructed, we're a quarterback away. I still think if, if we was healthy this year, we would have won the division, and I think we would have won a game in the divisional round um, just based off the, the guys we had out there. If you just think if we had Traylon Burks and the offensive line wouldn't beat up the way they was, Ryan Tannehill was playing up to the par that he would have played in early twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. I still think we was a playoff winning team. Maybe we get it put out in the divisional or the AFC championship, but I think this team just got hit with the injury bug and, you know, we just really couldn't recover this year. I mean, Brable had that crazy, crazy year before last where we had we overcame it, but we just wasn't able to do it this year. So I would think the Bears probably could see that. And if their GM was smart, I think they would ask for more picks, maybe later round picks as well. Uh, you get the first two picks, like you said, maybe the second as well. But I think they're coming for third, fourth, and fifths in, in later years too because uh, the Bears need everything. They're not like – we just got to plug a few positions and we could be right back to – I think we're still the top in our division if we just plug a few positions. And we'll get into that later uh, because we're going to discuss a few more things that we've been talking about. That's really the reason this podcast got spurned today because me and Asher have been back on the Twitter messaging – thinking what we you know Titans should do this offseason because that's kind of our favorite thing to do on this podcast if you follow for a while. But it would it would take a haul to get us there. Um, 
I don't think we're that far away as the rest of the fan base does. I think we can really make some smart moves this offseason and we can be back contending for uh, a Super Bowl. I mean, I really do. So, I mean, that's where yeah. I think it would be. Yeah, Vrabel's not going to lose seven games in a row again. That yeah, I don't happen. see that happening. Yeah, I mean, that's just we just we just couldn't overcome the injuries this year. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's just, just look at the 49ers with their quarterback. Yeah, if you can't overcome sometimes, it happened at every possible position too. This every key position. I mean, except for really Derek, we withheld him from the Saints game, not the Saints game, but the Cowboys game because it didn't matter. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Tannehill goes down, Traylon Burks goes down. Uh, Literally, any any defensive back, Molden's out the entire year. Kyle Phillips is still on IR. Benton Jones gets put on IR with concussions. Um, Taylor Luan tears his ACL again. I mean, literally, across the board. And uh, Todd Downing's, you know, anemic play calling didn't yeah, help didn't things know. either. Um, and we just didn't have the talent. I mean, Cody Hollister was on the field way too much. Jeff Swaim was on the field way too much. You can't win with that. You cannot win with guys like that on the field. You cannot win when Jeff Swaim and Cody Hollister are getting starting reps in actual NFL games. Yeah. Preseason, oh, yeah. let them preseason, let them play the whole game in hopes that they maybe get hurt, maybe. You know? <laughs> I didn't say I would like for it to happen. I said maybe it would. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, kind of transitioning now, we talked about you know, I'd like for us to get the number one overall pick, but there's also some other things I'd like to see happen this offseason. Um, my biggest free agent move would be kicking the tires on a trade for D-Hop. He's got two years left in his contract, $34 million. So it's less than what you would have had to have paid A.J. Brown. It's, you know, for the consistent, you know, what he did on the field this year after missing six games, you know, that's concerning. But four of those are from a suspension. So, so really – you know, if you get if you get 15 games out of D Hop, he's he's a perennial top five wide receiver in the NFL. You ask anybody when healthy, right. he does not drop the ball. Um, he would instantly make offense better. And I would like to see us resign Jeffrey Simmons. I think it needs to happen. I wouldn't fifth year option him because it's going to piss him off. And uh, but yeah, those those would be my two two big splash moves. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I'm always skeptical, though, of bringing a, a, a star veteran receiver into Nashville. It just hasn't worked out in our history, man. We just can't you know nail down these veteran receivers. But, you know, I think D-Hop's a different animal. Um, he's I feel like he's a little more motivated to come play with the Titans if that was the option really for us because uh, he's just been out there in no man's land in Arizona for so long now. And uh, I think he'd get on a team that can make the playoffs again. And I think he'd really and he, he, I feel like people kind of forgot about DeAndre Hopkins. And if he could come get a new canvas, if you will, to start his work again, um, I think the Titans would be a great fit for him. I like it, but you know, I am skeptical of it at the same time. Is but, he the best jump ball receiver when healthy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, no, no, no doubt about it. The guy's got the best ball skills in, in the NFL. I mean, there's there's no I don't see how you could argue that, really. I mean, he's like this generation's Randy Moss when he's been healthy. So, um, you know, if I had to pick a free agent pick, and this ain't nearly as splashy, and he really, this guy really came on at the end of the year for us, and Jeffrey Simmons is obvious. I'm just kind of going off the beaten path here. Um, yeah. I really like Austin Hooper. I love the sign at the beginning of the year. I thought he would really do a lot. And if you think about what Austin Hooper dealt with, 
he didn't play as much as Jeff Swain this year, which is idiotic. And I know that I've so changed stupid. this year. So angry. That makes me so angry. <laughs> that, why do you go out and sign Austin Hooper, who has been to the Pro Bowl three times in his career? Three times he's been to the Pro Bowl. And you play Jeff Swain? Todd Downing needs mm, – I'm glad he's in jail right now. <laughs> me too. And then you look at Chico – Chico, I can't ever say his name. Oquanko. Chico Conquo. And, you know, they played him more than that. And he ended up making the first team all pro at tight – or not all pro, but first team rookie team for the tight end. He was the best the t- rookie tight end in the draft last year. And he was so underutilized. Yeah. You know, who cares I, if you can't block? <laughs> we got to have somebody out there right. playing football. Why? Yeah. Why do you have to have – why is it – what is why is the mindset of the Tennessee Titans number one thing for tight ends for them to be able to block? You know, right? You know, I don't get sure it. You, if, if that's the, the case, go get out. a guy that can block. Jeff Swain yeah, can't block. No, <laughs> so, he can't. Um, you know that, uh, that's that's my guy. I want I want to see Austin Hooper resigned, and I want to make a note of it. Um, we've been seeing the uh, the the tweets and whatnot, and what the expectations are for free agents coming out this year, and um, it looks like David Long's looking for a top five to ten paid linebacker position. Now, Zach Cunningham's cap hit, if I read this correct, he was already the seventh or eighth top paid linebacker in the NFL. So if you just cut that salary and give David Long that salary, you're kind of, you know, just balancing it out. And then you let Monty Rice play in that position next to him next year to see what he's got. Or you draft the guy. And I I want to see him do that, but the Titans have a tendency of, well, I mean, this is a new, new, um, you know, New regime. Or new regime. That's what I'm looking for. A uh, new regime coming in. So we'll see. I think J Rob would have cut David Long or let him go walking free agency if he was there. But we'll see what Ryan Carthon does there. But we talked about the free agent. We're going to try to keep this short for you guys because, you know, well, there's not a whole lot going on. This is more speculation than anything. We've, we've covered the number one draft pick and we've covered our free agent pick um, that we want. But me and Asher have been discussing two guys the last month or so uh, that he likes and I like. And mine's a little bit of a homer pick because you guys know I'm a Tennessee Vol fan at heart, and I love the Tennessee Vols. But this guy's a stud that I'm I'm picking, uh, and I'll let you I'll let Asher go first so I can uh, pull up some stats on my guy and uh, give you a little bit of stuff about him. Oh man, I got to pull up some stats on my guy. I haven't really, you know. But anyhow, <laughs> my guy my guy is is exciting to me for a lot lot of reasons because he is the if you look at a picture of him. And you look at his measurables. Yes, I know where this is going. He looks exactly like AJ yep. Brown. <laughs> I knew that was exactly going. like it. I'm talking about, and you guessed it, guys. Everybody out there knows exactly who I'm talking about. CJ Johnson, wide receiver out of ECU, East Carolina Pirates. Fun fact: I was born at that hospital, Beautiful. at East Carolina's hospital. Yeah. Wow. So anyhow. This guy is six foot two, two hundred and twenty-two pounds. He's a wide receiver, and he's just like me, man. He's in the comms building, but ne- you know, neither here nor there. Let's go to his stats. Let's go to his stats. Go to his stats. Let's see where are they. So this year he had sixty-seven catches for a one thousand and sixteen yards. His longest reception was seventy-four yards. He had ten touchdowns this year. It's really his coming out year. 2021, he had 35 catches for 521 touchdown along of 60. 2020, he had 19 catches for 405 yards, six touchdowns along of 75. In fresh, his freshman year, 2019, 54 catches, 908 yards, four touchdowns along of 75. So realistically, this guy, I mean, he's, 
you know, simple mathematics here tells me he's averaging over 10 yards a carry, which is pretty good. It's closer to 20 than it is to 10. Um, he's got 10 touchdowns this year, this past year. As long as 74 yards, he's gone for 70-plus in three different seasons. He's gone for 60-plus touchdowns in all four of his seasons. Big play threat. I like him. A big play threat. Can break a lot of tackles. And he'd just be able to press the middle of the field while we have Traylon Burks or DeAndre Hopkins pressing vertically. I, I love I love that pick. I mean, if we can get him, great. But I don't know if we're going to go wide receiver in the first this year. Third round. He, I'm giving him a third round grade. Oh, he, he got a third round? I, I thought he was a higher grade than that. See, that's how much I've really, like, looked into him. You know, because there's so many guys to look into this year. Um, I thought he had a first round grade for some reason. He, But Does I he? want to make the note, the last time we took a – a guy who has um, initials as CJ from East Carolina, it worked out for oh. us. It worked yeah. out for us. So I like. I mean, it, the world just turns the right way. You know, if this guy can give the impact that that Chris, well, Chris Johnson, to- CJ Two K did at East Carolina for this organization, I'm this put the first round pick on him. You know, that's what this I'm guy's name about. is. C.J. Johnson. It doesn't get any closer to, to Chris From Johnson East Carolina. <laughs> From That's East crazy, Carolina. crazy. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, it, it just seems like the, the stars are lining for that guy. And I'm excited if the Titans can get him. But um, my guy is um, Darnell Wright. Uh, offensive tackle out of Tennessee, the University of Tennessee. Uh, the, the 11-2 and two Tennessee Vols who had the, you know, the Orange Bowl win over um, – Clemson, you know, I can go on and on and on about the balls this season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You um, win one in like 20 years. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, this guy actually was the um, the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl offensive lineman. He was the MVP of the game. Uh, you know, the Titans love that, the last regime. The if, I guarantee you J-Rob would have drafted this guy just from that plaque in himself because he loved the Senior Bowl. Um he was the 2022 All SEC First Team, guys. That's that's in the best conference in the NFL, in the college football. I mean, we all know the SEC ranks supreme. If you're the best tackle in the SEC, I, in my opinion, you're the best tackle in, in college football. So um, he shut down what a lot of people think is the best player in this draft. And um, and um, what was his name, Asher? I can't remember. His name is Will Anderson. Oh, yeah, Will Anderson, that guy. Uh, he shut that guy down. He couldn't even sniff Hendon Hooker in the third Saturday of October because he was going at Darnell Wright all game long. And Darnell Wright was just putting up, you know, just every little inch that he could take away from him. He did really well against uh, Will Anderson. That's when he really started getting the eyes on him. And he's get, he's got a second-round grade, late first-round grade, so he don't really fit where we're going to be. Um, if the Titans were to trade up, you know, we, we can see if they keep that second round pick, he could we can maybe trade up and get him because if you could get this guy and and pair him with MPF, the I think the rookie of our year on the offensive line easily, he was a he was a he was a bright spot for our offensive line. And a lot of people, you know, we didn't get a lot of pass rush off the right side. It was always off the left side. If you could move MPF over to the left side, and I, I think he was a swing tackle in college, if I'm not mistaken. I think MPF's comfortable on the left side. And bring in Darnell Wright on the right side. You got your tackles sewn up for the next ten years, man. And um, you cut Tyler Lewan, you get really cheap on the tackles, and you can go spend that money somewhere else. I really, really would love to see it. You know, um, and that's not just because the guy at Tennessee, because I, I honestly think he's the best tackle in the draft, and I think he's going to show that wherever he's drafted to. 
So mine is I like it. Don't know right. Good answer. Good answer. That's a good pick right there. It's a really and good pick. It's kind of don't seem like it's feasible though. I don't think he'll be there in any of our picks because we're not going to pick him at eleven. I don't believe because it's going to be a reach for a lot of them. But um, if we're at eleven, I, I think um, I think if we could keep our second round pick, I think we could trade up and get him in the second round if he falls. I, I mean, I can't imagine he gets out of the top five, top seven picks in the second round when we're going to be picking what eleven again in the second round. Right, as bad as offensive line play was last year, I fully expect him to go in the late first round um, throughout the league. If you just look at the league, the offensive line play of, of, as a whole last year was bad. I mean, just look at the Rams. They won the Super Bowl, and their offensive line ended up make, costing them to lose 13 games. And they lose their starting yeah. quarterback and receiver because of injury. So Yeah, they retired. Whitworth retired. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think well, maybe logistically if he does, if he's late, late first round or we've still got 11 in the second round, trade up. Go and get him if you like him. If you if if Rand really likes him and Braves likes him, and I know they're at the Senior Bowl, you know they're there. They're all Braves loves the Senior Bowl, right? Loves it. I mean, so many players are picked from the Senior Bowl from the Titans. Um, go get him. You know, you've got a lot of leverage there. I mean, in reality, late first round picks are no 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 much better than first rounders, or not much better than second rounders. Sorry, late first rounders are not much better than early second Correct. rounders. Isaiah Wilson so, compared to AJ Brown, first and second round picks there. <laughs> so yeah. you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I like that. I like both answers there. Good answers, solid answers, would help our team immediately. Um, I was looking it up. A lot of people have C.J. Johnson going fourth, fifth round. So wow. that low. It just looked measurable yeah. to himself. Seems like that that guy would be in the first, second round discussion at least. Um, just yeah. measurable. So, I mean, think. I know he was out of East Carolina, but look at him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> guys – I'd kill to be six foot two. Yeah, two thirty and all muscle. I mean, I could see him. I mean, he looks like Debo Samuel or AJ Brown. I mean, yeah. Just looking at yeah. the highlights that I've seen of him, it's it's insane what kind of an athlete he is. So yeah, and AJ Brown. I mean, might catch a lot of flack for this. AJ Brown's not like a great route runner. You know, like AJ Brown bullies you with his physicality. Right. I mean, that's know, like he's yeah, he's not like C, he's not like Jay Jettas or Jamar Chase who are going to run routes and beat you with finesse and stuff like that. AJ Brown's going to bully you. He's going to. Oh, he's going to. I wanted to uh, address that too. I seen PF Pro Football Focus on Twitter too. I also seen this. Um, they asked if AJ Brown was the best acquisition of any team in the last twenty years, and most people agree with that. <laughs> because look where both teams went. You got the number one seed in the AFC trading to a. A borderline playoff team the year before, you trade your stud over there. You change the offense completely for the Eagles because the Eagles have a really good run game, and now they have to worry about A.J. Brown on the outside. And these guys are playing for a Super Bowl, and here we are talking about the 11th pick. <laughs> so, um, thanks, J-Rob. I'm glad you're fired. Now that I think about it, <laughs> you completely changed the trajectory go. of this franchise and the Eagles franchise. I'm going to go play in traffic now. <laughs> Don't Ruined, do it. Orlando's ruined. got brutal traffic. Just ruined my Saturday night thinking about that again. Ugh. But, guys, uh, we, 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 we want to keep it short. We, we just want to mention our talking points. Me and Asher's been discussed in the last few weeks. Um, you Now you guys know where our first – next time we'll do this also, you know, to bring it up, um, we will discuss this again. We'll give you another guy in the free agency, another guy in the draft. It's kind of how we did it last offseason, just so you guys can, you mm-hmm. know, look at it too. And maybe if you want to come on and tell us what you think we should draft, come on. Um, but, you know – I've enjoyed it, Asher. You got anything else to add to it or say? 
That's all I got for now. There's not much to talk about. I mean, AJ Brown makes me. I mean, I cry myself to sleep every night thinking about AJ Brown not being <laughs> I, a Titan. I still can't. I still can't uh, pull for the Eagles, so I got to go for the Chiefs this weekend. All right, me too. Tighten up. Tighten up, people. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, aka the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.